0: This is the Ali Le Rouge podcast on the Blood Red channel Bringing you the view from the terraces at Liverpool FC
1: Welcome to another edition of Ali Le Rouge I'm your host Peter Houghton I've got regulars Keith Colvin, John Nicholson and Stephen Monaghan with me uh, So since our last podcast which was just before the City game um, It's been a pretty eventful fortnight I would have thought uh, Especially with all the rumours gripping um, WhatsApp and social media last weekend after the Leicester game. Obviously, there was lots of um, online support for Klopp. But um, what do people think of those online rumours? I mean, for me, if people are sharing those rumours, they're just, you know, without any facts, without any backup. It's just exactly what the same as people do on, on rumours for years gone by. That, you know, it's, it's basically uh, uncorporated and people just spreading rumours actually fuels and fans the flames john
0: yeah i think it it sort of self perpetuates doesn't it i know a guy who knows a guy who said this and he sends it off to a guy to someone who then sends it to his mate and he sends it to his mate and it just perpetuates itself it's just well it turned out to be a load of rubbish and um, i was more than hopeful at the time that's exactly what it was just a just a load of rubbish you know
1: yeah. It reminded me of the Benitez rumours before the Madrid game, when we were all in Madrid years ago. And it was everyone was saying, he's gone. That's it. He's, you know, he's gone. Uh, Keith, I mean, I mean, everyone got got these WhatsApp messages. Everyone saw stuff on Twitter, but I mean, I just refused to send them on. I refused to like answer anything because I just thought they're not, you know, they're not worth comments on. If there's no if There's
2: no uh, fact behind it, you just, you're just spreading rumors on you, which Chinese whispers, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's obviously no substance. I got messages from Man United fans from where it's <laughs> all so bad it because I, I didn't even answer it. But, um, it's it, it goes back to the fact you know, you know, maybe social media, but you know, I know social media has got a good it's good for, for certain things as well, but obviously for this situation, it, it just makes it worse. But I think because there's a vacuum because we're not on the ground, and you know, if you know, I still think if we were in the ground, we wouldn't be in this position anyway, so you wouldn't need. To sort of, as, as after this sounds, sort of reiterates how much Klopp's loved by the fans. You know, you get a you know bucket loads in the ground, so it was sort of stamped that out stays away. But unfortunately, yeah. we're not in the ground. And when there's a vacuum, it gets filled full of full of obviously what's going on now. And it, it spreads like wildfire on the internet, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, mono was your was your
1: phone uh, red hot on Saturday <laughs> night.
3: But well, that's an understatement. It, it was <laughs> absolutely <laughs> off the scale, and I mean that. And I, I just. Like you, I, I, every time I got a text about it, also done a sense of pity to Donald Trump, fake news. <laughs> it was unbelievable, and like you know, some of Matt's gone, people who go everywhere, and, and I go, why, why are you taking notice to this? Yeah. what you know, you know the only thing that is wrong with them, you know, obviously, he, his man passed away. You Know what I mean? And, uh, it's I, I, couldn't believe it. To be honest with you, you know, but that was the worst of social media. Uh, yeah. Uh, last last weekend, you know, it was it was really off the scale, and you know, I, I hope everyone learns from this. Uh, yeah, you, you know, you just gotta, you know, uh, choose choose your own way, be your own man and woman. You know, be, have your own mind to say this this is not not correct. You know what I mean? Surely, you know. And uh, as you say, you know, one text goes round, and another something gets added to it. Like you, I I I, I wouldn't comment on it. You know, fake yeah. news.
1: Yeah, I mean the whole thing is that you know, as you were saying, self-perpetuating. But the fact that it is um you know what happened on Saturday, it it got it got it it got momentum of itself, didn't it? The fact that what had happened to um Ancelotti the night before the, the house, which there was a uh, what happened there, this just you know this just exaggerated it. But for me, the very fact that all I saw on social media was people supporting Klopp. But he also had statuses going, we've got to get behind the manager now. No one would say, I didn't see any criticism. There might be fake accounts out there from opposition fans. But no one, no Liberal fan of the right mind would be uh, calling for anything about Klopp. But then be, that becomes the news itself. People start doing banners at the ground. Someone got interviewed on Gnarz reports and like, why did you do the banner? Oh, people! Some people were calling for his head. No, they weren't. No, they no. weren't. That would be opposition fans who are thinking, "Can we get this trending?" Yeah, so yeah. it's self-perpetuating.
2: Yeah, you know, and you know, go back to the rumours of obviously some of the plays falling really, out with each other. You know, we all, most of us, are working in a workplace, Some of us still do. Where you're not going to get on with everyone. It's just the way of life. You know, you don't, you're not everyone in where's your best mate. And players will fall out at some stage or other, and that's the way it goes. But it yeah. just closes arms and legs that these people start, you know, Allison and Robertson and whatever it is. It becomes an absolute joke. But unfortunately, that is, as Mono said, that's the bad side of the internet in respect of, it just goes arms and legs. Before you know it, it's just getting run out of control. And no one prepared up until the, the weekend just gone to sort of stamp it out from the club. And I think the club would trying to stay out of it, to be honest with and just let it blow away. And, and sort of like die on its own on its own feet, but unfortunately it wasn't getting, it wasn't going away, was it? No,
3: uh, mono. Yeah, I, I, that's absolutely spot on again. When when all these texts were going round, and then we were all over the internet ourselves on Saturday because of it, you know, this, this stupidity of it all. I, I never seen one text or one one quote to say clock must go or something. Awesome. And like so, so why would people just um, thinking it was true? Do you know what I mean? It, it was unbelievable, wasn't it? You know, yeah. it was not what, as you said, I never seen one text man one, one uh, to me personally, and I got hundreds on it, you know, throughout the two days. And then not even on social media, you know, Twitter, and all, he wasn't a person to saying, uh, club must go. But then you got Gary Lineker tweeting saying, Some fancy, uh, one club, who, yeah, ooh, no, ooh, no, it was no one, no. it was fake news.
1: That's the, uh, that's the. That's the uh, the problem with social media, isn't it? lots, lots of Liverpool fans, if Klopp out trends after a bad result, which it does sometimes, started mainly by opposition fans, people will react to it and and, and react to it and say, This is terrible, Klopp out, you know, we're all behind them. But then it starts to trend because people are reactant. It. It's you know, as John said, it's self-perpetuating. And I think, you know, it was brilliant the way Klopp dealt with it at the press conference. I thought, you know, he just he he laughed it off. And I know a journalist who got in touch with, um, with Klopp's agents on the Saturday night to see if there was any foundation you know, and uh, he just laughed at me. Said, are, you, are you serious? What are you talking about? Yo, you Ever
2: since... Sorry, come on, John.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say when, when you said, Peter, bad results, that's what it was. It was a bad result. But the match itself, you know, for 77 minutes or whatever, there's only one team in it. Yeah. If our official decides to give a decision that hasn't been given on most other grounds this season against us, and 30 seconds later, Anthony Taylor can't see a foul that's directly in front of him, that leads to a second goal. And yeah. if the officials do their job, not only do, do we end up with three points, we might end up winning two or three nil. No? So yeah. why people would want to get on a bandwagon of flop out because of 13 minutes that... I know there was some mistakes that we made ourselves, but generally speaking, it wasn't a bad performance.
1: No. Up up until the 78th minute, I was really disappointed with Leicester. I thought they were very... And and that was only one night. I looked at the sets this afternoon and said we had 15 shots to their 11 and we had 12 corners to their two. Uh, But you got on match of the day, you got Alan Shearer. I don't don't know. Do they even watch the game or did they just get...
3: Given
1: a script, he said he thought they magnificent.
3: magnificent <laughs> magnificent. He either hasn't watched the game, he either hasn't watched the game or he's just watched them a few minutes highlights. You know, you Kabak know, playing, you know, his, his first game, and you know, he, he had how, how easy was it for him that first 78 minutes? All he'd done was pass the ball sideways because he had nothing to do. You know, they had, they had two efforts near the end of the first half, then he with the had, had the Vardy and then near the bar but not, not related to him. But it was so easy. For him, you know, It was disappointing the way Leicester played, to be honest with you. Yeah. I, and, that, and that's down to Liverpool, the way we were pressing and, and attacking them. Yeah, yeah.
2: Le- Leicester were just waiting for us to make a mistake, and unfortunately we did. And as I said, it was compounded then by refereeing decisions to sort of make it look worse than what it was. But Leicester, all they were doing was just sitting there and waiting for us to either, it is on the break, which as Mono said, he did once or twice in the first half, or make a mistake. And unfortunately we made the mistake. Um, and then it all not so much fell apart but it just went it went the way it was and um, the same
1: happened with man city didn't it really yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know even up until the the mistakes by Allison, i was thinking we could go on and win this well I, I, the yeah, thing I, with city
2: if if Mane would have put the other in the first half i would suggest we would have gone on to win that game because we were the better side then by far
1: yeah,
2: yeah. what would have happened we might city's head might have dropped a little bit i mean and we were on top of them anyway but small small details make Big big differences in, in big games, don't they? And
1: small, small margins at this level, yeah, yeah. Small margins, but if you look at um, you, you look at the city game, and you know we haven't discussed that really, but if you look at the city game, they were two evenly matched sides. I think uh, if you look at the stats for that, I think both teams had eight shots. I think the corners were very similar. I think I was thinking before Alisson's Allison's individual mistakes. I was thinking Pep's quite happy with a draw here. I think yeah. he was.
3: I think that's yeah. the way it was going. was it, it was it was like a game. It's yes for us. Yeah. Once again, it was the mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we, we... go on.
1: You look at Leipzig uh, the other night, and you know it was a great result. I know you only look at the results. Two nil, great result. But we had a little bit of luck in that game. That header goes in off the post, and it's Alison on the back and goes in. It's a totally different game, isn't it? Uh, it's very similar to the previous games, you know. But we didn't have any luck in those games. Yeah. In the last game, we had a little bit of luck. And I know people say you make your own luck. But the way it's been going, the very fact it didn't hit Allison from the post and went across the goal meant that maybe something's changing, you know.
2: The thing with the Allison situation, you know, he's made a few mistakes. That that happens, you know, all footballers make mistakes on force a goalkeepers They get magnified because they're over the end of the goal. But I think it was I think Glenn Johnson said something early on in the week where he said as much as it sounds daft, he's happy in respect that it happened with his feet rather than his normal goalkeeping techniques. Where it's, where he's, you know, he's not a, he may have a lack of judgment for the second goal against Leicester. Yeah. 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 But invariably, his goalkeeping is being okay. He's, made, he's still making his shots, saving. You know, he's coming out for things. So it's just unfortunate that he's made a couple of errors with his feet. But,
1: but he has been playing well.
2: Yeah. As the early age Leicester, then that's definitely down to the goalie then. So, personally, I think that Kabak had that. Although, you know, I can understand him coming out because he probably thought he was sort of turning around in no man's land, he didn't know where he was as such. And he thought, I'll oh, come out now. But unfortunately, it didn't work out that way. I, yeah. I think he should have stayed in goal to be honest, and just let the lads
3: deal with it. Yeah, you know, the last oh. the last few games he has been playing like, like a sweeper, all Annie, yeah.
1: yeah,
3: because of the defense situation. He so you know, he, all, he's playing high he's you know, up, he's he's up, up all the time, you yeah. know. And there's a few, you know, there's a few ties to, t- to get him, haven't you? There's a will to lob him, you know, from 40 yards, 50 yards, because he's playing that far up all the time. we used to
2: say that he hasn't been told to do that by the
3: managers. Yeah, of course, yeah. But, well, he had
1: a of, remember, he had a couple of mistakes early on in his career. You know, he, one, one time at Anfield, he flicked the ball over someone's head, didn't he? The other one was yeah. at Leicester, for you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leicester, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So maybe, maybe, you know, it's a learning curve again. I think the very fact that, uh van dyke and gomez are in front of him has made him a lot more nervous in, in terms with the ball at his feet and the other night we kept on passing it back to him again didn't we yeah and i was thinking oh no don't give him the ball you know, because there's still that mistake in the locker you know but he did great the other night because no, he yeah. he's a great he's a great goalkeeper, Peter. he's made a
2: few mistakes every player yeah. makes a mistake yeah
3: no, you know um, he, he done a, he done a couple of good saves, there, you know. But his kicking was still right, wasn't he? You know, uh, yeah. he's passing out like yeah, at well, times. He,
0: you know, right, right after the start of the second half, he, he made a great a great stop yeah. Um, yeah. when the lad was flew, and probably in the very last kick of the game, he done enough to to force the lads to push it wide. You know, because that was a great chance for them to score. And yeah. as you said earlier, if that game finishes two one, well, it is a totally different complexion, isn't it? You know, the tie's still not over, not suggesting that. But, um, you know, I don't think Alisson's doing a lot wrong. Yeah, the two two against Man City, yeah. You know, just unfortunate that um, they happened so quickly and in the same game. But, you know, when we played Aston Villa and he scored seven, I think four of the shots, I know he wasn't in goal, by the way, but I think four of the shots take a wicked deflection. And in the Premier League these days, you're unfortunate if that it happens once in a game, but it happened, was it, four times? And I think yeah. it just sums up our season, really, for us, the way things have gone. A lot of it has just been so unfortunate for us that it's all piled on together, whether it's the injuries to players, um, the way that the referees have given us a lot of bad decisions, and VAR's given us a lot of bad decisions. And it's just been unfortunate for us this season. And, and um, I think, in some ways, what we've had to deal with, we very well really for what's been thrown at us this season
1: yeah I do you think you know we're good we're pleased to see Kebacca on the uh, team sheet in mean, Leipzig because I thought
0: you know, he uh, done well yeah, yeah. Uh, I thought he I thought he played well yeah
2: Keith the thing is he's everyone everyone's saying that the midfield's been obviously the balance is gone because the two main fellas have had to go play centre-half which is yeah. unfortunate. You have to do it so yeah. We brought in centre arms at Christmas and sorry in the January transfer window to sort of stop that from happening. So they've got to play at some stage. I mean the other lad Davis has been had a bit of a knock, hasn't he? So we can't he can't step in at the moment. But the Quebec's been brought in to do a job as centre arms, he's got to be given the chance. Yeah. Otherwise, what's the point in bringing him in? So to me, the sooner that he gets in there and the other lad comes in and settles down as a, a pairing and, and get Fabinho and Henderson back into midfield, yeah. the team will be a much better place for it straight away. So yeah, I'm happy for them to be in the team
3: yeah I, I, th- I think he's there now you know he's had a couple of games now and you know he has' not sources of anything wrong you know a few misplaced passes but you know they they all do that but i think he's he, lo- he looks confident i think you know he looks he, he maybe he's a bit nonchalant let's just say at times you know what i mean but yeah. with, with the with the you know the defenders around him talking to him all the times you know to keep on the ball you know keep, you know keep lively you know that's that's it it's, that's the main thing. Go back to the Leicester one. There's no chance of blaming him. I mean, you know that was down to Wallace and I think, but unfortunately, but I, I, I give him a good running running team now, I think.
1: Yeah. Curtis Jones had um, a good game good night. He? he has been in and off the side recently, but do you think he's earned his place in the um, in the derby team, John?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think he was he was excellent the other night. Um, you wouldn't think if you were just watching the game and didn't know Liverpool plays, like you wouldn't think that he was just 20 years old and didn't have a massive amount of experience. You know, you wouldn't think that whatsoever, which is a testimony to him. I thought he was great. Yeah, yeah. Keith, would you see him
1: starting on the. Uh, uh, well, I've done no
2: harm to his, to his chances. All I would suggest is, is that if, and I don't know what the, what the injuries problems are with uh, Fabinho at the moment, but if he's fit, I'd like to see Fabinho on there just just to release Thiago a little bit further up the pitch because he seemed to be playing deeper than what he probably first got brought in to do. Yeah. Because um, I think he's still the one who can possibly pass the passes to the front three in tight games, which will make a big difference. Yeah. Him. But but Curtis Jones has, has done himself no harm at all. I, I like the lad because he's he's positive, he runs with the ball, he commits people, um, and he can pick a pass. And that's all you want a centre midfield player to do, really, in that respect. What I
1: like about him is he wants the ball all the time. He doesn't go ahead. You never goes yeah. You know. So there were great goals by Salah and Mane. Um, you know it's great that you know Salah's being scored, and that goal against uh, Leicester was absolutely world class, wasn't it? But it's good to see Mane, um getting get, getting another goal, isn't it? Because you know, yeah, he's missed a few chances, hasn't he, recently? So that'll give him a lot more confidence for the derby game, only. Yeah,
3: I, I thought I thought on um against Leipzig through the night I thought he was the old series but he's back to uh, Gersis Jones he was immense and I, and I think he does deserve his place in the team on, um, on Saturday um, Manny, he, he looked he looked he looked really up for it Manny, the other night and, and you know he, he's, he was so positive He, he you can see he, you know his desire for the ball and to, to, to get down that wing you know to run at them you know it was good earlier on wasn't it in Leipzig when the two players got, got booked yeah. And he knew he can get at them then even more, you know, and that's why it was great with the balls over the top for it, you know, for him and Salah running. Um, so it, it, it was great to see, see us with a bit of our mojo back there through the night.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. We
3: can take yeah. it into the Derby game. I
2: thought Tem played well on against Leipzig. I thought he had a good game. Yeah,
3: Katie all did, you know, didn't they all played. It was a great, a great he, team he performance.
2: He was defending, but he, I thought he defended well, actually. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he did
1: well. <laughs> So we've got Everton on um, on Saturday. So they Everton are unbeaten in uh, eight games away from home. Does it matter now, home and away fixtures? I mean, it, you know, with no crowds, does it make a difference? Anyone think it makes a, a difference? I mean, I know we played Leipzig in Huskisson uh, Stadium in Budapest, and we, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to be a neutral ground for the next leg. But do you think it it makes a difference,
0: John? I think um, for us, in many ways, it's made a big difference this season. Um, I think I think we have missed our crowd, our, our team. Uh, I said before the Man City game, I thought we if we were playing in front of a full house, we'd beat them, and I still think that now that we 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 might have beat them that day if if we had a, um, a full house.
1: Um, you see, comments. You know, on Twitter, and I like, oh Liverpool are the only team that misses a crowd, you know, and laughter after it, you know. Because, obviously, a lot of people will say, you know, the, the results are all over the place because you haven't got that influence of the crowd on, in all
0: stadiums. Um, yeah, you know, I, I think that probably all the teams miss the crowd. I mean, Leipzig probably would have been a much tougher proposition in their ground with their crowd um, the other night. All I was saying was I think that our team has missed um, the crowd, and again, on this Saturday night coming, it probably without a crowd makes it more of an evening, uh, an even game. Yeah, Don't, I
3: think please. sorry, go on, man. Yeah, we, we've, we've said all along, I mean, like through the season, uh, any, anyone's can beat anyone, you know, whether it's home, home or away, you know, uh, because of the situation. And I, I actually agree, you know, it has it has affected us, you know, because we can will our team onto victory, you know. Going back, you know, it's like another you know, cliche football football fan saying it, you know, and obviously other fans will jump on the same thing, but we, you know, we can, we can, we can make a difference at Anfield, which has shown in the past, you know. Mm. But uh, I think, uh, but I think Saturday's game and uh, uh, what's happened with us recently. And by the way, it's 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 a must win game, really, isn't it? you know, because it's, uh, it's not just that you know there's people behind us, teams behind us now, even. Challenging us now, you know, in eighth place, telling it's to get above us. So, you know, we, we, we need to win this game on Saturday, you know. Both,
1: to... both teams about uh, three defeats, haven't they? The previous mm-hmm. games, yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, my... oh, the one thing is they won't want to get beat, will they? Really, and the two, the last two games at Goodison, uh, it was two all in October and nil nil in June when it was when the season resumed. So uh, I think there's only going to be one team want to win on Saturday. I think Everton
2: will be happy to go and try and get a draw. Yeah, you know, it's like City decided to come for the draw, didn't they? Oh, they've happy with the draw, sorry. Going yeah. back to the crowd situation, I, I think it's all well and good these fans having to go with Liverpool fans. You know, you're the only fans to get behind the team. But when you, you look at the crowds, there's a positive and a negative effect with crowds, isn't it? As we all know. And, you know, we all know Liverpool over the years have had some owners in the crowd. You can't deny we haven't. But, you look at teams around there, like your West Ham, your Everton's, your Arsenal's, your Chelsea's, invariably when they're not playing well, they get slaughtered by their own fans, home and away, and it has an effect on them. Now when they're not on the ground, it's going to have the, another the positive effect on them where they can play with a bit more freedom without anyone giving them grief. So, so I think it's right for us to say that we we do normally, or most crowds, get behind oh, our team and no yeah. one can deny that. I really don't think anyone can.
0: That, that's, yeah. right. that's right, Keith, because... Um you spot on a lot of crowds and good for their team. And to be fair, five years ago our crowd could be as bad as that. Yeah. But this yeah. manager came in, recognized this straight away, stopped everyone being negative, and generally in every game, had everyone going there with a positive attitude and it yeah. made a massive difference to us. Yeah. Right. I
1: think you're right, John. I think it's, you know, we changed the mentality, didn't he? Change I mean, it. It is a it is a support and believe attitude, isn't it? The very fact that he was saying, you know, believe and I'll bring it. And, and people, people got into that. People got into that. But you remember, as you say, five years ago, sometimes you know the team would get be It
0: wasn't always like that, yeah, yeah. You
2: know, it's like it was like club. Sorry, just one quick one club. You saw him club. that on Monday he was basically saying. It's good that he's getting the support, but he doesn't want to give it to the team. That's the way he's been his mantra all the way through yeah. since he's been here.
3: Yeah, he's yeah.
2: you know I mean? so, and that's that's exactly what he's he's sort of emboldened within the fan base is to get behind the team and leave. Yeah, really? he, he's happy that he doesn't
3: get his name sung, he's not bothered. No, mm-hmm. but he, he had to go the to the crowd. What's that have name? Didn't he? What yeah. are you doing? You know, and he as you say, he got the mentality, you know, right away with us with uh, when he had to go to uh, the moan stand. Yeah. He
1: said, okay, I know I'm not sleeping, but I've got loads of energy. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Allez on the Blood Red Channel.
1: This is a massive game on, on yeah. Saturday. I think, uh, it's the most drawn fixture in Premier League history with 24 uh, draws. Uh, the meeting between the two sides over the years. And it's also seeing more red cards. That's famous it was one. Who's the John, by the way? Uh, the referee, oh,
0: John it? Was it it, you know? it might be Chris Cavana.
1: It is,
2: yeah.
1: It's is is it that It's important we get a strong referee, isn't it? Because, I mean, I think, looking at the uh, European games, you notice the difference in the quality yeah. of referees, don't you? yeah. He was um, great with the right team, wasn't
2: he? Well, I watched the game last night with him, Seville against Dortmund, and the referee was brilliant. Yeah, he just let the game go. You know, the players were flying in, he was pushing each other, knocking each other over and everything. And I was like watching a different game, different game altogether. You know, like obviously it was it was
1: mad. Yeah. So are you quite happy with the officials,
0: John, on if I Yeah.
1: Yeah, because you've had uh, recently as um, you've had a, uh, an audience with Mike Riley, believe it or not. And Mike Riley mm-hmm. is from the um, Professional Gay Match Officials Limited P-G-M-O-L group. So you were invited on a, a Zoom call, weren't you, with other football fans from around the country uh, as a representative of the Spirit of Shankly, John, and to look at, fans'
0: reaction to VAR? Is that what happened? Yeah, it was... Um, the Football Sports Association uh, contacted Spirit Hankley and said, we're, we're having this presentation from um, Mike Reid um, from PG Mall and he's going to tell us what the... You know, uh, all about the the processes of VAR and what they do and what their view is on things and, um, you know, there'll be opportunities perhaps to uh, ask us some questions so so what Shankley did was uh, put that on the website and tweeted it and said to to the public you tell us you know what well, tell us what you think and we'll try and represent it and, and um we did yeah i think we had over 130 just within a couple of days and this was a um, a free form reply you know we didn't load the questions or didn't point them in any direction. We just said, you, you tell us. So, so people had to go online and type it out themselves exactly what, what they thought. So, well, what I tried to do then with, with a couple of other people was just to analyze what came in and just condense it really to try and represent what people's opinions of, uh, were. And, then sort of got it down to about four or five points really. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what I was then able to to put to Mike Riley. Um, I mean, Mike and, Riley, did, did he give a presentation? Yeah, or, yeah.
1: Or what, what, <clears throat> on the offside, say for example, the, the the Leicester decision last Saturday. I mean, did he explain why that was given, and or the grounds, or the matches that hasn't been given?
0: Or no, talk- there, there was there was nothing um, specific as such, you know. Um, I don't think we were going to talk about a particular incident um, and explain, yeah. explain that particular one. And to be honest with you, in, in many ways, I, I didn't want that to be the case because if if we go on there saying, what about this at Leicester on Saturday? You know what tribalism in football is? Yeah, All of those sure. other fans' groups are going to start saying, that's SOS. They're only interested in Liverpool things. Yeah, but, yeah I understand so, so I was trying to make it more, this is general about football, this, you know, it's not any particular incident. And the sort of um, things I, I, I sort of put to him was, um, supporter experience, you've killed it. The match going fans in particular, don't know whether to celebrate a goal or not. They score, and most people think, well, let's give it 30 seconds to see if VAR's going to rule it out or not. The spontaneity is being killed now Mike Riley said to that one very interesting that you should say that I didn't appreciate that a, and you know the, <laughs> and, and he actually said and he gave an example He said you could look at it differently and say go back to the Champions League game between Man City and Spurs and the Man City fans were euphoric when they thought they'd won the game in the last with the last kick in, in um in injury time but as it happened Vaughn stepped in rightly overruled it, and then all the Spurs fans could celebrate. <laughs> so we even saying, so you could have oh it that God. both fans yeah. actually got to celebrate. And yeah. I thought, well, a bit of, bit of a, a, a weird James, counter argument. Um, yeah. And I mentioned to him then about the, um, uh, the clear and obvious. He said VAR was supposed to be there for um, the, the, the clear and obvious errors, but it appears to the people who responded to us that um, the, the guy in, in in the studio is is becoming uh, subjective with with his opinions, and and that's not clear and obvious and correcting a mistake. It's his opinion of whether um, there's this an issue or not. Because and, and I did allude to the Leicester game because I said you know because we've seen decisions that the VAR officials made where a guy's arm is pointing and the an attacker's arm is pointing. And he's been deemed to be offside. And then we've seen other games where the attacking teams, one of their players, has clearly had part of his body like his arm pointing forward. But that's not been what's been um, deemed as being offside. But the, the the defending team's heel has been... That's why he's onside. But, but it's clearly not consistent.
1: One of the main things so far is nobody seems to understand and that includes the players and managers what what the decision is going to be. For example, arms are not offside, are they? Because you can't score with your arm. But it goes from the sleeve now, doesn't it? Well, it goes no.
0: The <clears throat> well, if you say that, but I would say what I can remember, Aston Villa scored a goal at West Ham where the guy was pointing and he was given offside and Southampton scored against someone uh, yeah. So nothing to do with Liverpool or tribalism, Southampton, yeah. or the goal thing happened. That's
1: uh, it then. Stink, isn't it? It's the inconsistent. Yeah.
0: and and that's what I said to him, and, and his answer to that was, um, well, we think it's going to take and get this five years oh. to get this right. Oh my God. Yeah. And, right. and he's, living, his,
3: he's living his old life at Yale you know.
0: that that was the answer to to that one, and and I also said. We also believe that the views that we got that VAR should be minimal in a, in a game, um, but you seem to be analysing everything that you're then not getting right consistently. And the, what the feedback to that was? Well, we want to take our time and get things right. And there are people, believe it or not, who are quite happy to 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 take offside as being. If you're offside by a millimetre, you're offside. And my view to him was, well, no, I don't get that from football fans. I don't think that you should be drawing 2D and 3D lines on a screen. I think you should have a quick look at it and say, the linesman was right or the linesman probably got that wrong. And I don't think you should be going to that degree. And I don't think that other people do either. Do you think
1: think they're genuinely going to... Adapt it or change it, or do you think it's going to you know this is just a token gesture to ask fans an opinion
0: well there was one thing which um, he said which which um, was positive for me and that he said initially you are stakeholders and um, because because you are uh, you know you're, you're a part of it so I thought that that was good but the way he then sort of took on board what I was trying to say didn't give me any confidence <laughs> because the other thing I said to him was that um, another big factor which came across in the SOS poll was uh, accountability and transparency. That if if there's an official on the pitch and um, and talking to a guy in the studio, tell the fans in the match what's going on, like they do in rugby union, and make it clear to people. But he said, "Well, we can't do that because that is a clear dicta from FIFA that that cannot happen." The official on the, on the pitch cannot be allowed to communicate in the stadium what, what he's discussing, um, and he also said, and he threw this one in which because I, I said, you know, you're telling us that you have this regular review with the Premier League. Well, that's days later. You know, it's gone, and you can, you you can um, concoct your answer if you like and decide that what was done on the day of a match here's why you all did it. And he said, "Well, yeah, well, we have Dan Gallagher on Sky, and he explained <laughs> well, exactly." But that's two days later. So well, you know, you to know the incident. To the, you know the incident they
1: said about uh, Villa versus City, where he came from an offside position uh, and scored. And he said, "But then they said a few days later, but that won't happen again."
0: That won't happen again. Yeah. So that's what I meant when I said you've concocted decisions, so later.
1: on That they got that wrong, even though they're not going to say they got it wrong.
0: And that's, that's what I think came across, really. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and just one last thing, by the way. If, if I'd watched Liverpool's game against Leipzig before the presentation, I would have said one more thing to him. And that would have been, Mike, tonight, there was at least two incidents where VAR got involved in Leipzig against Liverpool. And they were over and done and dusted before you even knew that they were doing it. I was just going to yeah, say that. Yeah. In the Premier League, when you guys get involved, it stops the game. It stops yeah. the flow of the game. You're yeah. not clear on what you're looking at. You don't explain why you've come to that decision. You're wasting minutes and you're not adding it on at the end. So, so think, in yeah. my view, the Premier League has got VAR all wrong yeah. because the European matches seem to have been <laughs> much, much better and much more quickly.
1: Well, VAR, I mean, I think you can, you can, VAR could definitely improve the game, couldn't it? But
0: Absolutely, at moment, could.
1: At the but moment, it's not. It's not.
0: Yeah, no. yeah.
1: I mean, M- Morrow, can you see um, the derby match on Saturday? There's going to be VAR incidents in there, isn't it? It's going to cause murder, aren't there? You don't, <laughs> you don't have to be, uh, you don't have to be uh, uh, looking at the crystal ball to know that that's going to happen, isn't it?
3: no. That's very interesting watching, you know, Johnson, you know, listening, you know, to, their, to Rari about, you know, for me, they, they are, as you say, we all know, we think it's, it's it's, really just ruining the game, you know, right throughout. Unless they, they get the strikes, you know, with, with these imaginary lines that they've got and, you know, sleeves and everything. Europe seems to be well better with it, doesn't it, as you just said, you know, for, for some reason. um, The Derby game, it's, it's going to be all that. It'll be all over it. Because it's going to be it's a, it's going to be a derby game where we both need to win as well. Everton needs to win to stay up there now as well. Don't they? After you do know, their defeats, so I think uh, there'll be incidents galore. On it, let's say,
2: yeah. Keith. Um, I'm sorry, probably don't. I totally disagree and respect that VAR is a positive or can be positive. I think it's going to kill the game. As soon as you get rid of it, the better.
3: I yeah. think
2: I've not seen anything to change my mind to say that it's done positive for the game. You're talking about bringing it in because the stakeholders important views. It's nothing to do with us on the ground. It's to it's pacify and placate broadcasting companies and people who sit in the backside and watch it on television because it's, it's an entertainment for them. It's killing the game. Mm-hmm. It, the sooner it gets brought out and stopped altogether, the better. At the moment, you've got a, a game played by human beings, referee, officiated by human beings. It's getting changed now where the game's getting played by human beings. It's getting officiated by machines. What's the point in having officials in the ground if it's going to go that way? It's got to be stopped. It's got to be taken out the game. Otherwise, yeah. it, to me, if it carries on for five years, I don't think, oh, I won't watch the game anymore because it's just killing the game. You know, they're taking no notice of the people who will actually go into the football ground. Yeah. Nothing at all. And what John's just said, then to me, it's a box ticking exercise what they've done with the uh, Football Sports Association.
3: That's absolutely spot on, Keith. Right. Do you know I mean, what, like, there's Killing the game. There's a lad I know, right? And we all know, a uh, match going lad. He said, "That's me. That's me done now because of EAR. I'm not yeah, going. It's not about for years it's everywhere. It's it's actually, yeah, it's football. It's, fo- it's You know, we, know we, we all know football fans from all over the country now, don't we? We got to know over the years. And we all see the same. to a man, you know and, and a woman. They all? Everyone's really is fed up with it, Andy. And you know, you know yeah. so that's yeah. you know, listening to what you said to John there. You know, give us five years.
2: It'll be dead the uh, game will be dead in five years, I tell you, because yeah. you can't get it right now. You've got all the technology in the world they you can't get it right. So all they're gonna do is what you said before, Peter, is foot the issue to make it look right. And that's not that's not what it's about. It, yeah. It's ridiculous. I, I really think. You know, you looked at the games last night, and you're quite right, it's chalk and cheese. The reviews mm-hmm. views are over in ten seconds. I think I think it's
1: important. I think in certain instances like goal line technology, it works there anyway. It works there. That's there. It works there. yeah, but what what I'm saying. That machine works, you yeah. know. Balls, yeah. and, you know, and that works. But that's always, yes or
2: no, that's all, that's all that is.
1: This splitting hairs over yeah. what's outside and uh, things like that. It's for me. It's you've you've almost got to give, isn't it? In the you know, you give the attacker the benefits of the
3: doubt. The benefits, yeah. If he's
1: level. If he's level, he's on side, isn't he? I mean, that's you know, it's got to be. It's got to go back to that. I think it's got to. And whether VAR is involved in that, I don't know. But I think it's, uh, it's over-complicating it. And I and you're right, I think, certain aspects of it. But I don't think you're ever going to get away from machines in football because it's going to happen. I think you've just got to make it better than it. Uh, to, th-
2: to be I don't I don't see that as a positive effect on the game. I really don't. And that's not me being an alfoddy-duddy and watch football all my life. I think as it is now, it's, it's killing the game. You know, it, it, yeah. anyway, you know... Go back good. to that
1: uh, handball with the Firmino handball um, when that Salah was disallowed, and mm-hmm. he took it back and actually the Firmino gets fouled, doesn't he? Yeah. Which means his arm. It's you know, yeah. things like that upset people, don't they? Because they're so ridiculous. Different phases of play as well, you know. But.
3: You know, it, 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 we go back to like when we played Man United. He scored, man. We, had, we should have had the foul. You know, yeah. we can only say about Liverpool because obviously it's, it's our team, you know, and instances for every you know every other team every other club and um, it's the same but it's the, as you say it's the inconsistency overall you know it doesn't it, and that's what riles the fans up and that's what you know wilds, winds us up and you know to, to the extent where we are literally fed up with it
1: Well I, I want to be talking after Saturday's game about what a great game of football it was not whether the VAR was right or wrong it's taken a whole emphasis away from the game of football isn't it? that's what it's done and it, it, the emphasis is now on offic- officials, and they're like the stars of the show now. They're quite happy with it, aren't they? Because they're making decisions either in in Stockley and the computer room or on the field, and they're getting talked about. People don't remember mm-hmm. the games now.
2: Of course, and also you get the situation where we we brought this up in the past is that the game getting allowed to play on that when someone's patently offside. Yeah, the phases of play carry on. Someone's going to get a serious, thing. you know. We've already had that with Van Dyke getting injured this yeah. year, and all right, we'll talk a little bit. But players are getting injured now because they're not stopping the game when they should do. And the phase after phase, I seen one, I don't know what it was like on Monday or Sunday, where they attacked and they were in the other half of the, the, the attackers, were attacked. they were offside. The other team had the ball, when attacking again. They stopped the game when they were attacking and they were in their half. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely
0: yeah. mad. Yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say, if there's one good thing about VAR, it's to show how bad some of the referees are. (laughs) Right? But if there's one bad thing about VAR, it's put them same bad referees in charge of VAR in the studio. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Smart. And that probably sums it up.
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm I'm obviously uh, really looking forward to the derby. I'm not looking forward to watching it on the telly. But, you know, obviously that's the only place we can watch it. So, But um, I think, as you say, it's a must-win game for both teams, really. But I don't think Everton will go and try and win the game. I think Liverpool will be trying to win the game. I think Everton will be trying to get the draw. Uh, It's going to be a massive game for top four because, let's face it, we are in a fight now for top four. There's no doubt about that. And I think we can put a run together after the performance in Leipzig. And after the performance against City and Leicester, which I didn't think we played too badly. It looked like, you know, until the mistakes. we just got to cut down on these mistakes, start playing players in the right positions. Were you, are you confident on, on Saturday?
2: I'm confident. Heavy, heavy, yeah. Every time we play, I think we're going to beat them. And there's no reason why we shouldn't, to be honest with
3: you. I am, yeah. You know, now oh, I think we'll come back, play, you know, it half again, which we seem saying, give, give him a run. Now that might could really see the Fabinho or Edison back into midfield. Yeah, yeah. So, so Klopp's got a conundrum then. From he's got, and I know Case is coming back. in. He, he might be sub, probably, but you've got four, of, you know, three or four, four or five now. Um, midfielders to choose from, which we haven't had for for quite a, quite a while now. So um, it'll be interesting to see the lineup on Saturday. Yeah, the last um, you remember the last. Uh,
1: um... Derby so game, uh, uh, Anfield was the when we were in the ground was the five two. I'd say one. Seems a long time ago now, doesn't it? But it was five two, and uh, Arri got a couple, I think. Didn't it? he got a couple, yeah. yeah. I think um
2: Rinaldi scored. Yeah. scored,
1: yeah. And when uh, Alden got one at the end, didn't he? Yeah, it was five one. two. That, that does seem like a decade ago almost. Doesn't it that was December two thousand nineteen, but I think. Watching on the telly is definitely ageing us, isn't it? <laughs>
3: because it's but it's, it's ageing some of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but um, I'm really looking forward to like Liverpool getting back to form, getting back, and you know, because we've got to, you've got to realise that like to so West Ham, I think it seems like West Ham can. Fo- Chelsea are playing well now. Yeah. Leicester are doing okay, so it's going to be a real challenge to get into that top four. Yeah. You. you know, I, I think. Sure it's
2: on Saturday, if we stay in the game, sorry, in, in the challenge, you know, hopefully Jotter will get back fit soon because we haven't we have half missed him as a match winner. He can turn yeah. the game on his own, and other players will start getting into the team. And you know, we'll have a strong finish to the season. You know, I used to say that we can't go into get back to Istanbul, you know what I mean? We're, we're yeah. as good as anyone left in that competition now.
3: So, I was half thinking watching a uh, city in Everton the other night, who they want to win here. I still have aspirations of Castle <laughs> City, mate. <laughs> so, whatever it was, oh, so, I went, oh, so am I your oh, one?
1: Yes. I, I mean, that that City, oh. game. I mean, City were okay. But, I mean, Everton were in that game until, you know, well into the second half. I didn't, you know, Everton have not been playing that well. You know, all this sort of, oh, that's a magnificent Man City team. It's not, it's a functional Man City team at the moment. I think we get our full team back. And we're beating City all, all day. All
3: yeah, day. We've, I mean, we've yeah. all said that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, you've been listening to Ale La Rouge. Um, hopefully, we're going to go on a run. 10 game, unbeaten beaten run now, hopefully. Starting with the derby match on Saturday. Thanks for all the listeners all around the world. And thanks to Mono, Keith, and John for your contributions. Uh, We'll be back in a couple of weeks and hopefully we'll put a run together then, and we'll be sitting pretty in the top four. Thanks for listening.
0: You've been listening to the Ali La Rouge podcast on the Blood
1: Red channel.